On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, Scoot and I talk about the NFL. The schedule release has officially came out. The Ravens' schedule is finalized. We break down every matchup from week one to week 18, what we think and uh, our predictions on the year. We talk a little bit about some free agency news. Jarvis Landry signs with the Saints. Jameis Winston has an all-time take on uh, football and playing football. We also talk a little bit about the Orioles. Allie Rushman hasn't come up yet, and we're disappointed about it. Lastly, the Caps are dead. We recap the Capitals-Florida Panthers series. Caps go down in six. And we give a breakdown on where the Stanley Cup playoffs stand as of now, who we like to win the Cup. Scott's full breakdown of what he sees going on. And we even get into a little TV talk, teasing uh, Kenobi. We're teasing a little bit of Stranger Things. We're teasing We Own the City. And we also tease our Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as well as our Top Gun Maverick reviews. All those are coming in the coming weeks. Thank you for tuning in. This is episode five. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. This is episode five, Friday, May twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. Scoot, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I didn't choke on my white claw this week, so we're we're off to a buzzing start. A little sad about oh. some sports situations, but other than that, we're buzzing. We'll get there. Yeah, we're off to a much better start than we were last week. Um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> part of the part of the pod that that uh, was left on the cutting room floor, we we almost lost Scott. Um, My lungs were almost on the cutter room. We almost, I, I almost died, ladies and We gentlemen. almost lost him. Almost um, died. But but we're good now. But l- much like my heart rate, that one day of my working out, I persevered. I figured it out. I got through it. There you go. Athlete. Yeah. Someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All Sneaky right. athlete. Sure. How uh, how was your weekend? Last my weekend? Week. Your last weekend. Oh, well, my last weekend? Your um, weekend week leading into today. Ah, um, I worked I worked a good bit this past weekend, so that kind of sucked. But... um. Watch some good hockey. Watch some good some good baseball. Watch just you know lots of sports was going on. It's we've, a great time of the year. We've been blessed with a lot of really great sports. Just action really lately. good sports. I went to a wedding on Friday, which was which was a good time, and I got home just in time. Congratulations for the, to the dies. Yeah, way. congratulations, dies. Um, and I got home just in time for the Caps tying goal, and then got changed out of my like my my wedding garment, and um, <clears throat> they then scored. Florida scored in overtime, and I was devastated. So. Yeah, that was a that was a tough way to end it. Uh, we'll 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 get into we'll the, dive uh, into the old hockey. Yeah, we'll get here. into we'll get into the Caps. Uh, unfortunately, season ending recap in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but I don't care how many times I've gone through that. It's yeah, it's, it's tough. not. It's fun. like you know, obviously, I'm not as big of a hockey fan that you are, but uh, you know, with like the Ravens, the Ravens have been competitive pretty much my entire life, yeah. and every year when they lose in the playoffs, the season's over, and it never gets easier. Nah, just, I'm just, I'm so drown myself in white coal. Yeah, uh, or or some stuff. It's a little bit harder than that, but yep. I digress. Um, I digress. 
So uh, we're going to start in the NFL as we're normally going to do on this program. Mm. Program. Um, not not a not a ton of shit going on no, in the NFL no. this past week. This is why I'm mad. Why? Well, it's just there's not a lot of stuff going on in any other sport. I mean, we got hockey and basketball going on and full tilt. And baseball. Well, this is what I was going to say. Baseball's baseball, in full swing. Baseball is in full swing. And since we had our pod last week, and we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk we'll, about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get the there. O's have won one game. Yeah, I lose, losing, a, losing a series, getting the swept by Detroit. The lineup needs help. It, yeah, the city it we'll, needs we'll, help. We'll, we'll, Sorry. we'll, we'll save Sorry. it for baseball. Getting off the no, no, we, we, get it, we get ahead of ourselves. Um. So, uh, first and foremost, NFL news, um, notable as of today at 3 o'clock, Sam Cook has retired uh, from the Sam Cox. The old Sam Cock. The OG Cock. Now, I, I think everybody kind of knew this was coming, especially after the Jordan Stout yeah, draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, a- after we took Jordan Stout, the, the numbers came out where it was like we saved like 2.3 or 2.5 million if, if Cook is either cut or retired yeah. or released by, I think it was June 1st. So... I mean, I think the writing was on the wall, and I mean, he's 39 years old. Not to say that he his still, play he reflects was, that. Yeah, like he's say, he was still playing at pretty still high level. from a production mm-hmm. standpoint. I mean, yep. he's been one of the better, if not, you know, the the best punter that we've seen in a while. Definitely yeah. in Baltimore. I mean, yeah, granted, yeah. he's been here for what? We had Dave Zastoodle before him. Zastoodle. Zastoodle. Dave Zastoodle. Zastoodle. I like Zastoodle better. Yeah, I mean, it does sound better. Yeah, thank you. And I think we had, we, I think we had maybe like three or four guys in the interim between Cook got here. Maybe we did. I don't. Know. I don't think so. I don't think we went right from Zastadil to Cook. I think we went straight to Zast. I think that shows you. I if, think yeah. Sam Cock has been through eight presidents. If, I'm pretty if, sure. If we went right from Zastadil to Cook, Let me look. that's. Uh, I mean, that just speaks both to our Give age and to his. Give me a second. But, I mean, nevertheless, unbelievable career. Uh, congrats on your retirement, Sam Cook. Uh, if you're listening and you want to talk about it, please feel free to come on the come on the pod. <laughs> but uh, especially like. Getting to see how special teams can impact a game. Oh yeah. Oh, we went right from Zastadil to Cook. Oh no, sorry, I oh, was just agreeing oh. with you. I'm, 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 I'm trying to find it. Yeah. So I mean, having Harbaugh as our coach for the last 14 years or so, like we've seen how special teams can impact a game, and like when you have somebody like Harbaugh that likes to get a little flashy on special teams, whether it be the fakes or uh, the play that basically won us the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yep. Um, we had a couple of punters. Okay, that's why. I thought. Yep. Sorry. So yeah, you know um, we, we we see how important having a good special teams unit is. Yeah. And it's very vital. I, like Sam. Cook. I think you saw it this postseason. Um, who was the team that? Um, I think it was was it the Giants? Not Giants. The Giants sorry, Forty Niners. I'm thinking Forty Niners. Okay. They had a really. I think that was like a point in that Green Bay. No, game. it was it was the Packers. Packers had a really the bad. Packers had um, had a, a like an embarrassingly bad special yeah. teams unit, and it. I mean, granted, they only lost four games over the course of the season, but special teams was a point of emphasis for the Packers. Like, they were very, very bad at special teams. What happened in that game, though? I don't remember exactly what happened, but I know there were tons of times where – and their punter, uh, I believe, was uh, Corey Bajorquez, who played for Buffalo before going to Green Bay. Like, he's not a bad punter. No, it's just, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Like he, there were, there would be times where he would outkick his coverage, mm-hmm. or his 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 gunners would get tied up somewhere that they yep. weren't supposed to be, and protection kind of just broke down. But no, you're absolutely right. Like you see shit like that happen, and you have to be thankful as a Ravens fan that you know we have the special Between teams. Between Tucker and the the the, the late. Zas Doodle and now Sam Cock. It's just we've been very we've been very we've been very fortunate. 
I don't think that I don't think Zastoodle's dead. You said the late. I didn't know that was a metaphor for dead people. All right, but. well, hey, All right, hey minus Dave, three on the day Dave, here. Dave, if you're listening, come on the pod, <laughs> prove you're alive. But nevertheless. Long, long walk for a short drink of water. Congrats to Sam Cook. Yeah. We wish you all the best in your retirement. Yeah. He's staying with the team, which is He's awesome. He's a special team consultant. Special teams consultant, which I'm assuming which is just a better way to tell him he's a special teams assistant. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. The, and I mean, I don't think like it's not a now. Big deal. Now, at, at first, I wasn't super juiced about that. Like, yeah, cool. He's not going to be our special teams coordinator, obviously. Obviously. But uh, my my boy at the gym, Tim Kane, made a really good point. Um, Who? Tim Kane. Oh, Tim Kane. Yeah, sorry, Tim. I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to bother you. <laughs> Made a really good point. He said Tucker and Cook have been together for so long, and, and Cook for, for... Cock. Sure. Cock has been holding Justin Tucker's balls for a very long time, and obviously there's a certain way to do it. There's a right and a wrong way to do it, and a lot of it falls on the long snapper, sure. But, you know, Cook and, and Tucker, they work well together. Uh, so he brought up the fact that he was worried... About holding, not so much punting, but more holding on. What on are we talking about? Field goals and whatnot. <laughs> Jordan Stout holding Justin Tucker's balls. What are we talking about here? We're we're talking about holding on on the field goal unit. Holding what? Jordan Stout, the new the rookie punter, now holding Justin Tucker's balls. Oh, oh all right, I got you. you. See me? You feel I'm, me? I'm tracking. All right. So, uh, chat chat at the Tim because I didn't even think about it, but he was like, "No, I'm worried." about holding not so much punting because i mean jordan stout had great punting numbers i don't think anybody's really i think he'll be fine about that i, I think, think he'll be fine i do too but i think the fact that cook is staying on with the special teams unit yeah, he'll be fine is going to help jordan stout as a holder more so as a punter. he'll be fine i ain't concerned about that in the least and also if if harbaugh mm-hmm. of all people had the the faith and the gumption yeah. to draft him before any I, other punter i ain't got any concerns i'm not worried at all. zero concerns uh, no concerns. Off uh, the ball. Aside, aside from aside from Sam Cook retiring, um, probably probably the most notable NFL news this week was uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis, signing yeah. Oh, Saints. swing and a miss by old EDC again. So now Scott has been one of the most vocal EDC haters that I've ever met. Not a hater, dude. I'm simply put as he hasn't done nothing this year. He's done nothing other than Williams and what was the guy we um, um, Moses. Marcus Williams and, and Morgan Moses. Yeah. Okay, fine. Those aren't massive needs. They weren't massive needs. I would needs. argue that right tackle was a massive need. Okay. I mean, I mean, it, it was either him or Alejandro Villanueva. Okay, so you trade Hollywood Brown at the draft. I get it. He wanted out. Yeah, I mean. Okay. You are now going into a division that is going to put up crazy amount of points with baller wide receiving cores. Yeah, I, dude, and I hear you. And we have James Prochet. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and let you slander, I'm not slander Jim Prochet. He has three NFL catches in his career. He has had no, a cup of coffee. he's got more than that. I think he has had a cup of coffee catching a football, dude. He is – how do you – how – like you? No, ca- no, no, no. I, I, I hear I what you're saying. I don't understand those Raven and fans that are telling me, yo, dude, they're fun. No. No. I, you, you're, I they're hear, not doing anything with this wide receiving court. I Nothing. hear what you're saying, and – while I agree to a to an extent, you're you're right. Prochet, I love him. I'm a huge Prochet fan. I like Prochet too, Prochet and I defender. like Duvernay too. I, I like them. I would rather Duv be our three and Prochet be the four guy that you just kind of plug in every once in a while. I, and, and and, and I, I realize that that you know 
Prochet, I mean, he, he only has a handful of catches. And, I mean, Duvernay has been slowly getting more involved in the offense, even though when yeah, Roman said year. he was going to go into his vault, that just turned out to be a jet sweep. His Yeah. But I, I think at some point, like, you draft you draft Duvernay in, in, what, the fourth round a couple years ago? You draft Tylen Wallace in the fourth round last year. You draft Prochet. Granted, he was a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick a couple of years ago. Yeah. But at some point, I mean, you're you're spending draft capital on these guys. Like they gotta they gotta start producing. No, I understand. But like, and I understand that a fourth round pick and a sixth round pick or a seventh whatever Prochet was are not going to replace the production you got out of Hollywood, especially last year. And none of them are going to have the same chemistry that Hollywood did with Lamar. Correct. But ultimately, I, I think what it comes down to. Like you said, the move was necessary. Hollywood was not going to no, be here. Yeah, like, I, as I get further away from the draft, I'm less and less upset about that. Because, right. It's just I, I think I think what you're more upset with, and I, I agree with you here, is like the the lack of addressing of the position we've done. The lack point. of addressing positions that are insignificant. Neat. We don't have. We have two cornerbacks that are coming off pretty severe injuries. We don't know what Peters is going to be when we get back. Yeah. Like we, he could either be Peters, what we used to have, or he could be really bad. And That's what, true. at that point, we haven't addressed the cornerbacks. Now, to that point, I think the Marcus Williams signing is really good because well, having and especially a, with getting Hamilton, like it's a nice it's, right. I, I, having having I Marcus that. Williams who can who can kind of play that center field for you and cover a ton of ground over top, allowing your your outside corners, especially guys like Peters, to to gamble and take chances and roll the dice and try to create turnovers. That that's just it makes Marcus Williams's position and, and his role on the team more important. And then you add in a guy like Hamilton who can play over top or who can play in the box, who can play in the slot. I, I think I just feel like it, it, it lessens it lessens the the desire and the need for Marcus Peters to to be that impact guy right away because you're right. While we've advanced tremendously with ACL science and technology with mm-hmm. surgery and whatnot, mm-hmm. you're right. Like we don't know what he'll be. Like we don't know if he'll have the same explosiveness or if he'll have the same step and get. Well, up God that forbid he, he gets another. He injured exactly. himself even further. Like, right, right. I feel like as Raven fans in the front office, they're banking this year off the injury. The players that got hurt last year will not get hurt again this year. It's like I, no, yeah, I agree. Like Which, that could easily happen again. Now I, I'm a big fan of of the one corner that we drafted from Alabama, Jalen Ar- Armour Davis. He, I mean, he, the only thing that kept him from being like a top three round pick or a top two round pick was his injury history like he missed oh great no no no, no. not it, it wasn't like it was prolonged he Christ. missed he missed he missed a few games this past year with Alabama obviously he's an Alabama corner and he had Nick Saban's oh. faith well oh. yeah we'll get to Saban in a minute oh my god but he he's he's a guy he's a dude right. obviously the Ravens love Bama guys but I, I think he can be really really good <laughs> it's just you know you're right he's not going to be Marcus Peters and if Marcus Peters isn't what he was before his injury, you're right. Like I, I think the Ravens are kind of just assuming that Marcus Peters will be back to, to what me. he was. It's silly. Now they're they're more in the know than we are. They uh, they no. they're monitoring. No. Yes. They're monitoring his rehab. <laughs> I would assume the with look a fine that tooth they comb. just gave me was pure disappointment. Dis- disgust. <laughs> I'm assuming they're monitoring him. I very I'm sure closely. they are. I'm sure they are. So but like, if they have confidence in him. Then I mean, who sh- who are we to not have confidence in him? But it just a- as a fan that wants success, I understand. I the want it so bad. I want the Ravens to be good. I want them to be exciting like they were in 2019 and 2020. It just feels like, and we've talked about this before. It feels like every year they don't do it. It's going to get harder and harder because 
and this is not a dig on our quarterback, Lamar Jackson, I love him, but as every year goes on, defenses make different adjustments, and it's harder for that style of mobile quarterback who doesn't sling it around like a Josh Allen, it is harder for him to adjust that he can't do those said certain things. So I'm just... The needs... So so the issue was years previous, you couldn't spread the ball out throwing-wise. We were a very one-dimensional offense, and then you get rid of your top receiver and you don't address said issue. And it's just like, that's not a recipe for success. I don't care who your front office is. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's completely valid. That's that's a good. That's you're right. But you know, going going back to the point I just made about Marcus Peters, I don't think the Ravens make the Hollywood trade like they did if they didn't have an abundance of confidence in Rashad Bateman, especially. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, like, I think he's gonna be a. St- I mean, that's not an issue. No, I, I I know it's not. But I'm just saying, like, if if but they now, now teams can completely take him away. There's no one else other than Andrews, but like, like. But that's that that that's what I mean. Going back guess, to, yeah. to the other guys, like at that point, if Prochet and Duvernay can't do anything, and and Tylen Wallace yeah. are constantly getting one on ones, they should. They be have a, to be winning them. At, yeah. Not. I'm not saying they got to win them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not they're not top tier receivers in the league. They're not Devontae Adams, but if they're professional receivers, they need to win one on ones. Like yeah. that's just what it no, comes I down to. I agree with you. I agree with you. So. I guess the philosophy, and and I think you know we talked about it a few episodes ago. It, it's very clear that the Ravens are just going to try and play bully ball and go back to the 2019 offense, which I don't hate. But Ugh. you know, if 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 they're going to run the ball and and try to just shove it down people's throats and then mix in the, the the pass game, like if Andrews and Bateman are both getting double teamed, whether it's Kohler, whether it's Likely, whether it's Nick Boyle, whether it's you know fucking Pat Ricard. Or it's any of the three receivers I just mentioned. Somebody has to, has to win a one-on-one. Yes, someone has. That's to. just what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and then it's going to come down to Lamar making the right throws. That's that, ultimately that's at the end not, of the day. That's what it is. And yeah, that's it's not, not a concern. A, that's not a concern for me. What I'm concerned with with him now is that he, and I don't mean this as disrespect to him, obviously, is but he needs help with guys getting open and making it easier for him to make those said passes and go up and get a 50-50 ball. We think maybe Bateman's that guy, but we don't know it really. I just like I just feel like they took the one thing. Yeah, we're gonna run the ball. We, we since Lamar's come onto this team, they run the ball. Doesn't matter who. Now minus last year, we had no. Like, those were not running backs. Yeah, but that but doesn't like, count. Like you put in Gus Edwards his rookie year, and he was a almost a thousand yard rusher in, in his short season. Like I think he might have been a thousand. I think yards. he may have been. I think he got to like nine hundred yards. Yeah, I know he's close, but like. You can put anyone in there that's an actual NFL running back, and they're going to be fine. But now you actually had a wide receiving crew, and like I understand you had to get rid of them, but you have. I didn't love the Jarvis pickup, but at least it adds, like you guys were saying, it adds something to that offense that you now have to cover. It was for three million dollars. So my my biggest thing, and and it goes back to the to the Bobby Wagner issue as well. I know for a fact it was confirmed by insiders that I pay attention to. Like I know for a fact that we were in on Jarvis, just like we were in on Bobby Wagner. Mm -hmm. Bobby Wagner and Jarvis both wanted to play for the teams that they ended up signing for because Bobby Wagner grew up in L.A. Jarvis grew up in Louisiana. Jarvis has said for his whole career that he want. I don't know about his whole career, but I know he's he's made it very clear he would love to play in Louisiana. And same thing with Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner grew up a Rams fan. He wanted to play in L.A. He got the opportunity to go home and play for the defending Super Bowl champs. 
So yeah, like that's just that's I just know. not something that we're going to compete with. And no, I know. as much as seeing the details of Jarvis's contract pissed me off, one year for three million with an incentive to get it up to six or mm-hmm. incentives, I, you're just not going to compete with being a, a, a kid's hometown team. So no, I, I'm, I know. I as know. much I'm as aware. I would have loved Jarvis because of the style of play that he he emulates, and like he is that over the middle guy. He's a dog. He, he wants to be in the trenches. Yeah, he would have been nice. He takes pressure off of Andrews in in big third down and and you know short distance situations. Correct. But at the end of the day, like I said, you know we're not going to compete with him having the opportunity to go home and and play for his hometown team. If you're a closing GM, you do you figure it out. That's certainly uh, th- that's a way to take it. But he's also going to play with your boy, Seamus James. It's my guy. I will let the world know right now. I swear to God. I swear to God. If Drew Brees comes back, he's not. If he's, he comes, I'm telling no, you right now, he's let not. me explain it. If he comes back and takes the light away from Jameis, if he takes that light and puts it off Jameis Winston, his squinting eyes, our dear sweet boy. I love Jameis Winston so much. I swear to you, that quote he had the other day of that was what I was getting to. Oh that, my god! I argue, that that arguably is the most notable news this week. It it was the most pure, wonderful thing I've ever heard. I found out. My passion was playing football. It was if, incredible. If y'all don't know what we're referencing, it was the uh, the clip from Jameis Winston. He was doing a hit on uh, NFL Network. And I, I didn't hear the entire context of it, but there's like a 20-second clip that's you know floating around Twitter. You can find it somewhere. Where Jameis Winston, in all of his glory, goes, when I was growing up, my passion was always football, right? But when it got taken away from me, I found out my passion was playing football. Was playing football. And it's just the, the, the pure sincerity in his voice. I think voice. he thought he was saying something like he, really in his philosophical. Mind, I've said it for years now. Jameis is, is our generation's wordsmith. He's incredible. He, he's incredible. He's the, he is such an orator. The way that he able <laughs> is able to use the English vernacular. Yo. It's it's poetic almost. And he, I'll say it too. I think he's actually good. No, I do too. He's just he gets, he, he couldn't see because he didn't have contact. Right, he got LASIK. So he made really bad throwing. He couldn't see guys, but like I think he actually is sick. Yeah, he's an awesome. I arm. think and and I think you know the one year in New Orleans under Drew Brees, I think that helped him a ton yeah. because when you think about it, he he was put into a really really bad situation. Granted, he did not play well at all. But Tampa was not good when he got drafted there. Like, they were just a they were bad, bad, bad team. Real bad. They had those awful multicolored yeah, helmets. No. Yeah, like the they, the, the, the digital yeah. number font no. looked terrible. No. But our, our dear sweet boy is finally in a good spot. Back. He's got, you know, now he's got Michael Thomas coming back. He's got Jarvis Landry. No. He's got Chris Olave. He's Olave. Got a, he's got a new left tackle in Trevor Penning. Is, uh, is Kamara out of prison? After his, well, oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, didn't he like Pro assault Bowl. someone? Pro Bowl. He, I think he got into a fight at a nightclub or yeah. something in Vegas happened the night before the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Completely forgot how that yeah. happened. No, I think he's all square away. Huh. I think good. he's good. I like Kamara. Yeah, I mean, he's so fun he to watch. He's so much fun to watch. And uh, and and Jameis also has my boy Deontay Harris. Who's that? You, you know who Deontay Harris Yeah, is. yeah. But wh- who is he, Deontay? He's number 11. He's the receiver for the Saints. And all pro returner. Yeah, and did you once play with him? I played baseball with him actually. Oh, played on the same baseball team. Huh. Cool, good dude, good yeah, dude, nice guy. Um, all right, that uh, yeah, that's, 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 oh no, 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 no. I wanted, to, sorry, I wanted to talk about the uh, 
the schedule release. Schedule released last week uh, when we were recording our previous episode, so we didn't have a chance to talk about it. Um, but you know, we'll just we'll break it down a little bit. Uh, the Ravens Ravens schedule not not really all that enticing. Like as a fan, it really like uh, it's not sexy. It's not fun. A lot of one o'clock games, which I like. Yeah, I'm fine with. I'm a lot of people were upset that we only had three primetime games. I love it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Uh, I think there's a possibility that maybe one or two of those Probably late season flexed. games get flexed, especially like if that week 16 or 17 or 18 game against Cincy means anything. Means anything. It could probably end up getting flexed. Could flex. Um, depends on what. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. like uh, there's just not. You know, it's it's a it's a schedule. We we knew our opponents and we knew that there wasn't a ton of you know curb appeal there but uh one one thing actually i do like about the schedule uh, i saw the stat the other day we traveled the second fewest miles out of every team in the nfl this year mm, that is big it's big that is big. Sec- we're second only to pittsburgh nice yeah that's and good. uh uh, my boy Barstool Banks made a good point the other day he said the difference there between us and pittsburgh's distance traveled is probably just a result of Pittsburgh being closer to, to Cleveland and Cleveland, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Hmm. So when you really think about it, I mean, we're 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 not really traveling all that much. No, nice. That's so, good to hear. I'll, here you go. I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you what we got. So week one, we open up in New York slash New Jersey Ugh. against the Jets. Yuck. The opening line is Ravens are favored by forty two and a half. No, what? I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. I thought you were dead. That I mean, that was believable. No, I think it's like five and a half. Yeah, okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've been pretty vocal. I think the Jets did really well in the draft. I think they've done pretty good in free agency. But it, this is a game that the Ravens should win somewhat handedly. Need to. I think I think the fact that the Ravens are playing a team like the Jets, who have so much injuries, or excuse me, so many free agents and uh, and rookies bodes well for us because it doesn't you know we're not seeing That'll them in week eight playing better by week eight. right we're not seeing them in week eight week nine when you know they, they're kind of figuring some stuff out we're seeing them week one when hopefully they're they're you know still fresh and they're still mm-hmm. learning everybody's names and whatnot um nevertheless uh, we should we should win this game handedly yes Agreed. week two at home against miami dub should be a dub should be tyreek tyreek kill doesn't scare me at all brian smith i know you're listening i'm talking to you it does not scare me. this game does not worry me not at all. I'll go to sleep during that game, which I'll talk about with something else. Week three at New England. L. I I think this one could be tough. Not that Mac Jones. They never have played very well exactly. in the regular season exactly. in New Mac, England. Mac Jones, Damian Harris, I'm not worried about either of them. I'm not worried about Devontae Parker. They just never Nikhil play Harry. well we in just, New England. Belichick, something with Belichick and us playing in New England, it just doesn't sit well with me. Uh, plus, the last time we went up there was just Ugh, a monsoon. Such a bad game. Yeah, that was awful. Nevertheless, uh, that that I think should be like our first like good game of the season. Yeah. Week four. Unfortunately, this is not a primetime game. Would be awesome if it was, but week four, we're at home against Buffalo. That's not a primetime game. One o'clock. Wow. Sunday, October second. Wow, that's yeah. surprising. I thought that was so. The original, L, by the way, the original L. report, the original report that came out was we were a Thanksgiving uh, game, Thanksgiving night. Yeah, unfortunately, that was false. We play them now, week four, one o'clock. We open the season four weeks against all AFC East teams. They need to be two and two. I think two and two 
I'm, no, I'm no, a little worried. They need to be three and one. They will go two and two. Three and one is where I would expect us to be after that. Be if we're not three and one, then I think we're we got some questions to be answered. There will be they will be two and two. Calm whatever that week. Week five is. week five, first primetime game Sunday night at home against the Bengals. This, this, I mean, this is this is the game that I think everybody is is waiting for through the first four weeks, five weeks of the season, based off of how it went last year. Bengals are coming off a Super Bowl loss. Burrow is coming off of a great season. They've only they've only improved in the off season, (laughs) just slightly. So, uh, yeah, I think this is this is one that everybody's got highlighted. I will chalk that one up as a W. Mm -hmm. Bold. No win at home. I think that I think that's a fair no win thought to have. Yeah. Week six, we traveled back to the armpit of America <sighs> at the Giants. Oh, W. Wink Martindale revenge game. Four and two. Agreed. Four and two. Not really. On, not really a ton to see. Say here, uh, Danny Dimes can get a taste. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, no, he stinks. He does. Did I see Dan Orlovsky tweeted out that the Giants were the favorites in the NFC East? No, there's no way. No, I think he did. I there's no chance. Give me a second. I could go 0 for 4 here tonight, but I'm pretty sure. There's no way. I'm pretty sure I mean, he did. T- going off of odds, like like sportsbook odds, the Cowboys are the favorite and the Eagles are the second shortest odds. I know that for a fact. He tweeted, yeah. But, oh, scratch that, minus 4. <laughs> what, what was the tweet? The, f- the tweet was former Giants quarterback James Bradbury uh, okay. is now signing a one-year okay. deal, $10 million with the Eagles, and then he said... Team to beat NFCs. My bad, Dan. My bad. See that I actually agree with. I, I think the Eagles. Anybody, anybody who's you know looking at a couple NFL futures. I forget what the odds are now. I think I think the Eagles are plus two hundred or plus two thirty, maybe something in that range. I think that's worth a sprinkle to win the NFC East. What's week seven? Week seven, home against the Cleveland Bronze. Dab. I, this week, Dab. Could potentially be Deshaun Watson's first game Dub. as a Brown, Dub. or we could be seeing uh, good old good old friend Baker Mayfield. There's no way he plays snap behind the Cleveland Browns. There's I, no. There's I think no. so too. I think so too. But I mean, at least the there's thought process chance. now f- from the Browns' perspective is that they're going to hold him until Deshaun's no, no suspension chance. is up. No chance. But I mean, if you're Baker, why would you? Why no, would no you play? Chance. No chance. I'm with happen. you. Should be a dub. Six and two. And uh, their their backup to the backup or is Jacoby Brissett. Five and two. Five and two. Week eight, a game that I may be making the pilgrimage to. Thursday night, primetime game number two in Tampa. Mm. Lamar five, Jackson. Five and three. Lamar Jackson goes into Brady's house. Nah, five and three. They lose that game. You think so? Yeah, they'll lose that game. Five and three. I mean, playing playing Brady just. Five and three. It's playing Brady. But. Remember last time, not last time, one of the last times that Brady played on Thursday night, he forgot what down it oh, was. Oh, true, but yeah, five and three. We're playing after his bedtime. Five and three. All right. Week nine, the boys are going to New Orleans to play our dear boy. Seamus, Seamus. They're going to New Orleans? To New Orleans on Monday night. And it's a, it's a, it's a long week after the Tampa, Tampa game on Thursday. Oof, that's a, this. That's a, that's th- a, that's a game. That's, that's a game a, that they need to win. Could go either way, especially if they're coming off a loss to to Tampa, like you're, you're right, assuming. Six and three. I was gonna say. I think this. Like I don't. I don't think the Saints are gonna be particularly great. Like six and three. 
They'll win that game. I, I if they I don't like win this game, if they don't win this game, like I said earlier, there there's some questions that need to be asked. Six to three. Week ten bye. Coming out of the bye week at home against the Carolina Panthers, potentially led by Baker Mayfield. Seven and three, with also or without Baker Mayfield. Potentially led by Matt Corral. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell. Sam Darnold is still starting for this team by week eleven. I just don't. Seven and three. Sam Darnold is not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I'm. I, I like Matt Corral. I'd like to see him, even if we do trounce his ass. Yeah. But regardless, that that all things considered, should be a win. Week twelve at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight and three. Correct. Week thirteen at home against the Denver Broncos. Eight and four. You think Denver's going to come in here and beat us? Yeah. Russ is. I feel like Russ is going to. He's good. At, he has names. And he has receipts, and I feel like he's going to hurt people. Okay. Okay. Remember the 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 year Lamar won the MVP was the year that everybody was talking about Russ not getting votes. Russ is going to be really good this year. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I see. I think that's a game that we win and eight and four should win. Eight and four. Week fourteen at the Pittsburgh Steelers. At Pittsburgh at Steelers. The Pittsburgh what Steelers. time? One o'clock. Mm, uh, where are we at? What week? Week t- fourteen. Nine and four. Is that what I have us at now? I don't know. Not they win that game. Okay. Uh, They're going to sweep Pittsburgh. Week, you think? Yes. Mr. Trubisky. They may lose fourteen games this year. Now, by week fourteen, you think it's still Trubisky, or you think Pickett takes over by then? Oh shoot, I forgot about that. No, it'll be Pickett at you that think point. It'll be Pickett? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that changes it a little bit, but I still don't think he's very good. So okay. No. Week fifteen at the Cleveland Browns. L. Okay, I, I think it's pretty definitive. Unless he's suspended for the whole season, this will be Deshaun playing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's an L. So at uh, that point, they'll be kind of hitting their stride. They'll be good. Well, I mean, hopefully we are too, and hopefully we got some shit figured out. But no, uh, I, I no. think I think splitting with Cleveland and Cincinnati this year is a safe assumption, just because of how good those teams are and how how much they've improved in the offseason. What week was that? That was week fifteen. Okay, so I have us at ten and four at that point. Okay. Week sixteen, we go into Atlanta and play the Falcons. Eleven and four. Yep. Dub. Uh, Atlanta. I think, may the, be I think the Falcons. Yeah, year. I think the Falcons could be eyeing themselves a uh, a top five draft pick. Top three, and they're not three or. Two. I'll be interested uh, by this point. I think you know they'll they'll be in a pretty bad spot. Marcus Mariota, as of right now, is their QB one. I'll be interested to see if they give the reins over to Desmond Ritter by that point in the season. Um, but who knows? We'll see. That that should be a game that they win again pretty handedly. Yep. Week seventeen, we come back home and play Pittsburgh. Dub. And we finish the season at the Cincinnati Bengals, which has the potential to be flexed from a one o'clock to a primetime game. L. So that puts us at eleven and six. Which is what I think is them at yeah, best. I think I think the, the, the floor for this team is eleven and six. No, I think it's a ten and seven. I think if the they go ten and seven, that that, you know, it'll be a disappointment ultimately. I think you lose a game or two here and there that you weren't expecting to or that you, you shouldn't have. That always happens. That's you're right. Uh I think at best, and I mean at best, if everything you know, if we're firing all cylinders, everything goes how it should, the cards fall right. We could be looking at a thirteen and four, but I don't think any better. Than Twelve that. and five is the peak. Yeah, I mean that's you know about. That's not terrible. No, it's not. I think that I mean that's a good year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Before we move on from NFL, you you got any final thoughts? No, on? no. I'm kind of 
at this point in the NFL offseason, I always hate this time because it's like, yeah, it's, I feel like we're right there, but we're so far away. We and are, yeah. And I'm just, I'm getting a little blue ball. It's just, by it. uh, blue balls is certainly the way that. Talk about blue ball. Can we move on? Yes. To this yes, we can. Damn That's Orioles a, team. That is a professional ass transition. Thank you. That was really nice. Nice You're job. Welcome. Thanks. Nice job, me. Back where on the board. Where the fuck is Adley Rutschman? I've been looking. You know what? I'll answer that question. I know where he is. He's, He's in Norfolk. In fucking Charlotte, Nof- North Carolina. Norfolk. 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 It's stupid. I don't care what people say. I don't care. Oh, he's betting 125. Yeah, well, so is freaking Robert Torino's. Anth- What's his first name? Robinson. Robinson. Torino's. And who's the other guy? Ball Bomb? Oh, Anthony Benboom? Benboom. He's it, bad. They're batting like a combined. When you put their two averages together, I think they're batting like 250. It's so bad. So since last week, the Orioles, like Scott said at the top, have won one game. And like um, pretty no, bad. No, 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 two. Sorry, they won today. They won today. No, that was their first. Oh, that's win. the one game. Yeah. Yikes. So, uh, yeah, not not great showing from the boys. Um, getting swept in Detroit was tough. Now, to not, be fair, no. they had Mountcastle and Hayes are out, and Mateo missed the last game of that series. Yep. So you know, it is what it is. I'm just but, so I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, just to play devil's advocate, I think I don't want it. Them, them holding off on bringing Adley up makes no sense. It it, it kind of makes you think about Weeders when when he was getting ready to come up, and he showed a little bit of promise in the in the in the minors, and they was like, uh, yeah, he's ready. Go ahead and bring him up. And I mean, he didn't he didn't do all that well to start out. Now, granted, he went on to have a very good career with us and finished out in in Washington. But I think they're they're just being extra cautious because they know what a what a gem that they have in in Adley, or but at like, least that's what I'm trying to convince nothing. myself. He's not growing. I hear you, man. I hear he you. He was ready. If I if it's the whole, I, if I see one more tweet. It's the catching, and he's to get consecutive days catching. He can do that here. That yeah, I mean that's that makes no sense. That that is such the a, argument that I could see is not even valid. But like the argument that makes more sense is that he's batting one twenty five or whatever it is. Well, but that he, could he, just be straight up from boredom. He went yard yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I know he's gone yards two straight games. Um, it's so stupid, and I believe in what Michael Elias is doing. I get, I see, but like, I do dude, too. you got to start the pulling these people up. This is brutal. I agree. Brutal. I I agree, and. Like it, 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 I mean, it's obvious that the Orioles aren't going to compete for a World Series this year. Not, yeah. So, you know, he's 24 years old. He was. You want to hear something wild? Yeah. Manny Machado was Adley Rutschman's age when we traded him to the L.A. Dodgers. That's like that's that's mind bending. Yeah. So Holy this shit. whole like oh we got to protect he was a college guy yeah so he he is more polished than any and we called like. And he was the number one overall pick, so like you can't say like oh they're, they're Manny was a freak athlete. Like, so right. is Adley. Adley was yeah. like a a clear cut number one. I mean, I mean, Adley was the one overall pick. Manny was a three. Was the Granted, three? Manny was coming out of high school, but but he came up after two years, right, or a year and a half. And I mean, again, to play devil's advocate, the the, the Orioles were contending, or at least they did contend after they brought Manny up. But I, you know, I think you're right. Like going back to the to the point that everybody is has heard. That you know they want to see him catch consecutive days or you know five out of six or whatever it is three in a row, I think that's bullshit because it's stupid. He he's clearly having production. He did well in Aberdeen. He literally was like he was in the door and then he was out the door at Bowie. Yep. 
and now he's just he's having an extended day in de- extended stay in Norfolk. Yeah, it's stupid. It, for it, what reason? Like I am tired of trying to watch Robinson Torino's and Anthony Benboom catch balls. I'm just tired of it. They, they stink. Now I don't know if it's they're trying to give Grayson a couple more starts and they pull them up together. I think that's stupid. I agree. I think they should each have their own day. Yes. Let Adley make his debut, and then even two if weeks later, pull up. Not even two weeks. Like even if it's like three days later. Yeah. And and it's a day that Grayson is scheduled to start. Pull him up. Let him start. Let Adder, Adley and Grayson be the battery. Right yeah. after Adley makes his debut, yeah. and there's still that juice in the it's air. Just, it's so stu- it's it ma- it's making no sense. And I'm I, like you said, like I trust in Michael Elias. I want to have faith, but at some point, like we need like, to, what are we, doing? we need to put. We've waited this long. We've seen us suck and suck and suck. Like, what's the worst case scenario? What happens? Right. Like, I, I, I worst case scenario is he keeps playing in Triple A and he hurts himself again. Right. I swear to you. And I, th- I think like. People may say, "Oh, well, if he comes up and you know he only hits a buck ten, Who buck cares? twenty, like it's going to ruin his confidence." Like, no, it's, it's not. not. It's no, not. it's not. A- Adley is a guy who knows he's a good ball player. So once because, he gets yeah. here, he knows that it's on, and he yeah. knows how much the fans love him and we want to see him. Yep. So no, even if he even if he sputters out of the gate, like I don't think it's going to be something that rattles him. No, he'll be fine. I agree. He would be perfectly fine if he got pulled up to the bigs today. He was ready to play in the bigs. Two years ago. He was ready. I, I'm fully convinced he was ready to play in the bigs the second we drafted him. Yeah. Especially catching-wise. Yeah. Especially catching. Like, he was ready, I, I remember like, watching him in the College World Series at Oregon yeah, State dude. and being like, oh, that kid is playing a different sport. Yeah. It wasn't even close. No. And it's been that way in the minors. He's just been dominating. And it's just like... I mean, he's putting balls out with ease. Mm-hmm. Effort. Like me and Wiffle Ball. Correct. Just well, absolute... Just, just man Manhandling. Uh, shout out to uh, Anthony Santander for winning the game against the Yankees today. Not only did he win the game, he put the ball over the fence. Over the wall. They've been crying. Over the, the wall. Aaron, Aaron Judge. Hey, by notes. the way, you're in the same camp of Aaron Judge and um, um, Aaron Boone. So congratulations. No, no, no. no. It's it's my no. team. It's my wall. I can talk about it. No, congratulations. You're in the same camp. No, no, no. Camp. I paid for that wall. I can talk soft. about it. Soft. They are soft. Dude, they play in a ballpark that if you they fart play in a one, sandbox. If you fart one out of your butthole, you put one out of the park. They play it in a sandbox. It's so stupid over there. I'm tired of the Yankees. They're a bunch of bitches. I cannot wait. Cannot wait until they get to the first round, divisional and round, get bounced and they again. Get bounced again. I cannot wait. And uh, the Yankee fans cry all over the place again. In terms of uh, in terms of prospects, <sighs> Nick Nick Vespi coming up. Uh, yeah, that was very exciting. I don't know who Nick Vespi is to be fully transparent, but I mean he's. Pitched he fourteen pitching, appearances and he's got zero 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 ERA. He started pitching really well last year at the tail end of the year, and then he got called. He, he's been just pitching awesome this year, and he's bullpen arm. Man, I love sure. It. I mean, I'll take it. He's got great hair. Awesome hair. Great hair. Love that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I you know I just you know to reiterate it once again, I'd like to see some of the marquee guys get called yeah. up. Yeah. Well, and it's, what's even more kind of like annoying is like yeah, Bradish didn't have a great outing the last outing, but he had put together like. Two straight really good outings, and it's kind of like he's added a depth to that rotation. That now, okay, so then you throw in Grayson. What was that? What would that do to the the, the rotation? You throw in Adley. What would happen to the lineup after that? So it's like, and then a couple months later, you bring up DL. Yeah, like it's just it, you start you start to do, you start to get Colton Kowser and and I, Gunner and all those guys get ready to 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 join the lineup. I do think Adley's the first domino. Has and to once be. he Has goes, it'll just it'll just kind of steadily go, and, but. It's just so frustrating. It, it, so t- yeah. I'm, I'm and, tired. And I, I think I think not just me and you. I think the greater Oriole fan base's frustration just comes from seeing a team that is so fun when they're good, yeah, be so bad, 
for so long, and we're just tired of it. Like, we, yeah. we want to see things turn but around. Like they don't even have to start winning. They just have to show that they're putting a better... That they're, they're trying. They're attempting to put a better right. product out on the we field. We just want to see them try. It's just brutal right now. Brutal. brutal. It really is, man. It really is. But, nevertheless... It'll be soon. Like it'll be soon. And just I think that's a what's so frustrating one. is that it's so soon that I think like at any like why not now? Just go ahead. And I'm just letting you know as soon as we find out, I'll, I will be in the I building. Will be at I will. The I am not missing Adley's Mm-mm. debut Mm-mm. in Camden Yards. Um, all right, that's about that's about it for baseball. Um, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the league, but we're only following the Orioles. It, it's hard enough to follow one bad team, let alone 30 of them. Um, oh, Scott. can I add one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado just have the National League right by the scrotum. They're just playing just some got them by the jugular. awesome baseball, and it's just it's so fun to watch. Those two are so cool. Bryce needs to he either needs to get out of Philly or Philly needs to do a better job of putting together an actual like contending team. Agreed, because he is wasting his career in Philly. He's awesome. And I want him in the playoffs. I need Bryce Harper in the playoffs. Bryce, come to the Orioles. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to uh, another source of heartbreak for my boy here. Let's talk about hockey, man. The Caps are dead. I'm afraid they've been dead since 2019. Caps are dead. They are a, Down really, six. They're a really old hockey team that can have some success in a regular season because it's stretched out, schedule stretched out. You're not playing the same team. And the second they get against a team in a seven-game series that has some speed, as each game goes on, age shows and youth and speed become more and more important. And we have seen the last whatever many years it's been since they won the Cup. They have not won a game or a series since then, and I th- it's even showing with the Penguins as well. Mm-hmm. Penguins are in the same spot. Yep. They get off the night starts in series, and they just fall apart. And it's not a choke. It's just it is systematically they are not able to do what you need to do to win playoff series. Yeah, and I, I mean you you harped on it. Uh, so obviously, Caps go down in six to the Florida Panthers. Uh, lose Great three effort, straight. though. I appreciated the effort. I mean. A lot of times in those games, they were leading. They had and, I it. mean, the Florida Florida Panthers just did what they've done all season. The car, cardiac came, cats. They came come back. win from behind. They came. I did not think that was a recipe for success come playoff time. They're losing right now to Tampa Bay. But, um, no, I, I can't be mad at them. They 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 played great, I thought, but they just kind of. I mean, from from my perspective, at least, it was a really enjoyable series to watch. It was. It was Even though game a lot of close. those games ended really toughly. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to, to just sit back and yeah. enjoy. It was a good It was a good series. I think. I think. If you don't have the awesome series of Tampa and Toronto, which was just a incredible, and, and even even Pittsburgh and, and mm-hmm, New York, like mm-hmm. that was a really Great good series. series too. The the Washington Florida one, I think, didn't get really much love just because there were two not massive markets in the sense of hockey, and so I think it got maybe pushed under the rug a bit. But it was it was an awesome series, and I think it, it I think it should have gone seven. Just it would have felt right. But and I, I, I think all, a lot of that too is like people kind of just assumed Florida would win the series. Yeah, so it really wasn't. So, there is reports, was there's reports, and I'm devastated to hear this, that Nicholas Backstrom may be hanging him up, and that is a terrifying... No. He had a really bad hip injury two years ago, and he said in a presser that I'm looking at all options, and retirement oh, is one of them. No. And when that happens... Um, That'll be a really sad day. It would... No, like, I will, I, I will need a bit. Yeah. I will need a bit. It will be a devastating day, and... It is then at that point the Caps have to look at a potential. They're never going to as long as Obi's there, but they have to start 
over rebuild. Yeah, they just have blow to. it up. Yeah, they have to. I hate to say it because I hate what the Orioles are doing, man. but it just we're at that point. Or you can either. I feel like there's a lot of parallels with the Caps and the Orioles too. Like the Caps when they're on and they're buzzing and that's they're, awesome. It's great. Just at DC too. Like DC's the city gets into city. it. It's yeah. electric. But yeah, I, if 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 the they Apple need, Prince retires, that'll need, be really sad. They need to trade one, if not two, of the big contracts. Get some prospect NHL ready players and who, some draft picks. Who are you? John to? Carlson and Dmitry Orlov have got to go. Both of them, you think? One of the two, and then someone on the forwards. Either I'm not opposed. They're never going to trade Wilson. I'm no, not, Wilson's got to stay. I I'm not opposed to trading a Wilson. Lars Wilson. Eller. Wilson's Tom uh, is Ovi's enforcer. You got to keep that guy around. I'm not opposed to trading. I love him. I'm not opposed to trading old Mister Snow Slopes Evgeny Kuznetsov. He would bring a ton of value in. I think he's a and, massive. And he's a massive contract piece. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kuzi's Kuzi's on the younger side, right? Like he's got he's he's older, obviously. He's a vet, I but think he's like thirty I, now. Okay, so he's still got some hockey ahead of him. Like Ovi and Oshi, we were talking earlier, are thirty five years old. Oshi might be a guy that's getting traded. In. That that will would suck. really suck. That too. will suck. That, but you know, cap 30, hit. Thirty five year hit. old. You can thirty five year old. You can get his. You can get his uh, his contract. He's off also the books. getting injured a ton. And I mean, if you could, if you could send him to, if you could send him to, him to a team like Toronto, or you could send him to a team like He'd the Ranger, great, like a, a contending team, or yeah. even somebody out west like a Colorado or He'd LA King, like you could send be that, great in LA, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like you send him to a playoff team that is that you know, some, maybe one or two pieces experience. away from from being a, a real, real cup contender. Like I, I think you could probably get a decent haul back. Yeah. As much as I would hate to see Oshie go, I would go. hate to see those guys go, but it. I would my the te- the guy I want traded is Carlson because you could get a nice little return for him and he's a massive cap hit and maybe even Dmitry Orlov just get him out of here they're taking up way too much space and they're too slow yeah I, too I, slow. I, I again I'm a stooge when it comes to hockey but I remember last year everybody you mainly but everybody that I pay attention to when it comes to hockey was talking about the Caps being super old especially on the back end. And, yes. and their big free agent signing was Zdeno Chara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you know. tough. But, but they'll be all right. I mean, if they keep this whole crew together, they'll make the playoffs again. They'll get bumped in the first round. It's just what's going to happen. Just they're, they're going to live in mediocrity, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Um, I you know I there's also been a bit of turnover in the coaching position. Uh, Laviolette's well, been here for what two years now? Yeah, next year will be his third year. And yeah. uh, obviously Trotz gets gets let go oh. in, in Long Island. On no Long Island, excuse me. Um, I would love to see them try to bring him back, but it sounds like he's going to Philly, or is that a done deal yet? I've uh, heard Philly, or um, what was the team? Dang, I just, oh, oh, God. What was the team that I just saw? Hold on, give me a second. But anyway, I mean, the the fact that they let him go after the, the cup run in 18 never just made no them. sense to I'll me. I'll never forgive them for it. But I, I, I wouldn't hate them to, to say, hey, Lavs, we love you. Thank you for your service, but we're going to bring Trotz back in and give it one more go. The here. Winnipeg Jets, he would oh, be perfect God. out there. Uh, they'll never do that because the guy that decided that they were not going to extend Barry Trotz, they got in a little ego battle, so that'll uh, never happen. Uh, little, It'll never little, happen. little dick measuring contest. Yep. Nah, that's yep, yep, yep. Which, if I'm Trotz, I go in there and say, you guys have spent 45 years and you guys have never had a Stanley right, Cup. Right, I just brought team. you the first cup. I just brought you the first cup. I need all the money I of course, deserve. Of course. He didn't I ask think, for anything he didn't deserve. I think every other team in the NHL extends him. Oh, without question. In the circumstances. I mean, any any, any well-run team. Yeah. Like a good team. And that's what's weird. The Caps are, and that's what was really right, strange. Right, right. Yeah, just, I, I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was just an ego thing. Mm-hmm. But, 
nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the NHL still happening. We are currently watching, what is this, game two this of Tampa This is game Tampa two of Florida. Florida-Tampa. This is a great series. I kind of want Really Florida, great game going on here. I want Florida to win tonight so I can potentially... We had five game sevens in the first round, and that was just incredible. Fantastic. Um, I want as many game sevens as possible because I want to watch as much hockey as possible. Well, and plus you just love chaos. I love the chaos. Um, I hate Florida. I actually am kind of pulling for Tampa to go three-peat because that's just so cool to me. That would be awesome. Um, and I... I actually have a ton of respect. They had a team that was very similar to Tampa or Toronto. They had a lot of really young pieces, and they just couldn't figure it out for the longest time. And to see them now figure it out is really cool. Um, John Cooper is, I think, the best coach in the sport, maybe potentially getting close up there of all time. Whoa, high praise. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this series go seven, and I hate Florida. I don't want them to win the series, but I do want seven games. Uh, Colorado, yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, like you know, I'm not a diehard hockey guy, like but real, like, fuck Florida. I don't, I don't like. like, like there's something team. about them. I hate them. No, I hate them. If they were a person, like I'd want to punch them. Mm-hmm. You know? the, they're yeah, they're they're my machine gun Kelly of hockey teams. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Very well mm-hmm. said. Machine gun Kelly, if you're listening, I never want you on this podcast. That's, I don't care what uh, it takes. Look, look, MGK, that's not me, but I got to ride with my boy here. No, 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 don't come on, but. In ter- yeah. So in terms of in terms of the the, the greater hockey cup run that we're we're currently mm-hmm. in the middle of, uh, from a betting standpoint, before the second round started, mm-hmm. the can uh, I guess the favorite? The odds were released on uh, the the sports book that I use that won't be named. No free ads. Mm. Smart. Um, yeah. Go ahead and give me your guess for for the, one, two the favorite. Three. Yeah. Okay. Number one, Colorado. Yep. Two to one. Number plus two. Is it an East team? Yes. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning. No. Who? Florida Panthers. What? Plus 360. Then who's three? Take a guess. Is it a West team? Nope. East team. Has to be. Well, no, I think technically it's a West team. Wait a minute. Calgary Flames plus five fifty. I was thinking. I was thinking in that in that series. Calgary's a wagon. Edmonton, I think. So Edmonton actually is the longest odds, yeah, or at least the, that would make the, sense. the odds would, before this round of the playoffs started. That would make sense. Edmonton had the longest odds at plus thirteen hundred, thirteen to one. Uh, Tampa Bay had the second longest odds at plus six and a half to one. Really? Yeah, that which surprised me a little bit. It depends if they can get. I'm trying. I've been looking for Brayden Point tonight. I can't find him. It looked like Stamkos just went in the tunnel. If those two dudes are out, they don't actually have a chance in this series. But um, I would have guessed um, Florida not being number two. They. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, I. You know, I think that's more of an analytical thing than it is an actual, you know, hockey being played thing. Sure. You know, the the books trying to mitigate risk. Um, but yeah, Avalanche are the faves. Uh, Florida Panthers at three and a uh, little above three and a half to one plus three sixty. Calgary third favorite plus five fifty. Carolina fourth plus six hundred. Tampa Bay plus six fifty. Wow. And then, like I mentioned, I Edmonton was the longest uh, underdog at thirteen to one. That. Yeah, I, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting, but I, I think the the consensus pick right now is Colorado. They're just rolling through teams. I, I don't know. Did they, they did their second round start? Yes, they started two nights ago. St. Louis had the lead and then kind of put the gas off the pedal and let up a goal in overtime to the Avalanche. So That's that a means team. that means we'll have game two tonight. Tonight is game two, correct? Thursday night, correct? correct. All right, okay. Um, they are that team is just sick, and I think they're going to steamroll to the cup. But I hope so because I would love to see that. But yeah, that, they're the I mean, only team in the West that I like that's left. I, I and again, you know, just from a from a plain old hockey stooge standpoint, watching Colorado, like I'm a big football guy. Like I can sit and watch pretty much any two teams play a football game. 
hockey, baseball even, you know, I'm not really like that. Mm-hmm. I can sit and watch the Colorado Avalanche play hockey and like thoroughly enjoy it cover to cover. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. that much fun to watch. Uh, all right. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on hockey before no. we move on to no. our last subject? No. I'm good. All right. Last thing that we're going to talk about today, Scott. We have championship golf this weekend. Oh. Major oh. championship golf. I woke up this morning and I felt something, as you said last week, my plums. Tell me about it. I felt something. And I'll be honest, I I knew PGA was this weekend. I knew it. But I like just forgotten. I just... The week had kind of gotten away from me. Sure. I woke up this morning. I was watering my grass. As ones do. Because currently my grass is a a, a war zone. And I'm watering. I said, something just smells different out here. I looked on my phone, hopped on Twitter when I was sprinting, and I saw, what do you know? Major championship. See Mr. Tiger Woods walking up to the old Southern Hills. Big cat. He played really bad today, but it's okay. So, Um, I mean, he started out really hot. So, he started out. Birdied one. Mm-hmm. Well, he started tar- split tees. He started on ten. He birdied his first hole. Birdied his fifth hole. So through five, he's two under. And I'm thinking, oh, but he's got, but he's got, got a little juice. And then just from there on out, he didn't play well. He ended up shooting uh, four over seventy four, which yeah. I mean, all things considered, not bad, but just not what we're used to from Tiger Woods. As a you know selfish personal fan, I would have loved to see him play a little bit better yeah especially down the stretch I mean I just felt bad for him it looked like his leg was really hurting him uh there was one uh one instance where somebody hit a shot kind of awry uh and it and it landed near him and and he kind of winced and there was a little bit of a limp no I don't know oh, you didn't see it Mm-mm. it didn't look great I think it was when he was either on like 17 or 18 it was towards the end of his round but you could tell that the the poor dude's withering he's just pushing himself through these rounds and it, it I, it really sucks to see him like this, but at the same time, like it's great to just see him out there. Period. He's got to wrap it up. Unfortunately, I think, I think we could be closer to the end than the beginning, and that really well, sucks. Well, that was obvious. Yeah, when he, when I just he, don't like to think of it like when that. he slung that that car off the side of that interstate. Come I on, think, man. I think that was a, a clear cut. We were at oh, the end. Come on, and remarkable that he is playing PGA golf. Um, yeah, it's sad. It sucks. It blows. Um, by the way, he wears foot joey shoes now. I noticed that. Yeah. What's that about? That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. If I would love to have been during Augusta last month. Would have loved to have been in Nike's headquarters, them seeing Tiger not wearing Nike shoes. But what, I digress. Um, it stinks. It He's so great for golf. Even when he sucks, he's you. your eyes are peeled to the screen. He moves the needle. Mm-hmm. When Tiger Woods is playing golf, just, eyes are on him. It's just, it's just really cool. Um, I think the potential, I saw a picture earlier this week of Rory showing his daughter a picture of him at Southern Hills. Really? And it was a picture of him winning the PGA. And he was like, that was when I was good at golf. And everyone kind of thought it was sweet and funny, but I think that was like a, him being like, I got to go win another golf tournament. Yeah, definitely. I saw that. Everyone was like, oh, that's really sweet and funny. I was like, oh no, he's, he's He's not happy about it. He's doing what Wanda said in Dr. Strange. He said, it won't be Rory you're going after. It's the Scarlet Witch. And he's just now playing a different level. I mean, he he 
He's been playing a lot better golf. He played um, so well today. Like I, yeah. I had it. I had it on in my. In now my, he in my always does this. He'll either put a really strong work. first round or bad first round, and then he plays three really great rounds. Right, right. He has not played all four really good rounds all year, and I'm praying it's this hasn't, weekend. Hasn't really done that in a while. Like it's been several years since mm-hmm. he's put together a strong four round, four rounds of golf. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, but like you said, I mean, he came out of the gates hot. He shot what five under I today? Think it was five, yeah. Five under sixty-five. Uh, currently at the top of the leaderboard. They were saying the one. greens were soft today. Really? Which, for those guys, that is just feasting. Feasting on that. Um, I mean, that was like when um, the Masters in November when DJ put like a, oh, a right. 20 under because it was so <laughs> wet and like soft. It just was able just, to manipulate the golf ball. Yep, that was that was crazy. Um, but I still think the my, my, my favorite for this week is Mr. JT. He hung around today, Ooh. shot one under. Okay. Um, he's been playing some better golf. He played for the first time in his career the week before a major championship. Mm. And he said that was a – he's been doing some research. Taking, and it, taking it a bit more serious. He's, he's been really frustrated with his performances recently. He wants so to I'm have right. a good showing. Yeah, me too. I love JT, and I think he's my favorite. He's my guy. I'm picking him. So my pick was uh, was Cam Smith. Um, I love Cam Smith. He Great, great He makes golfer. no sense why he's not it makes better. zero sense. Uh, shot two under sixty eight today. Yeah, so nice. not 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 terrible. No, that's that's around. It's two off. Or right, three he's off. Three off. He's contending. He's currently tied for eighth. Hmm. Um, he was my pick. Uh, you actually earlier this morning I said, said uh, Max Homa, Homa was your dark horse. Mm-hmm. I love Max. Love the guy to death on and off the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not very uh, confident in his potential this weekend just because I've seen him perform in major mm-hmm. championships and mm-hmm. he hasn't played particularly well in not any great. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made his first cut in a major at the Masters this year. Yep, very um, noted. Shout out, Big Cat. But uh, he played pretty well today. Played shot one under, right? I believe so. One under. He, I I think he was under even par. But nevertheless, I I caught a little bit of his round. He was even par, so he shot a seventy today. So okay. not over par. Not great. Not great. But he's he's still in the mix. Comes out tomorrow. Has a good day. Uh, hopefully, he makes the cut. And. Uh, you know, if he makes a cut, anything can, ha- can happen yeah. from there. But uh, he's another guy, too, where, like, when he's on, he's it's awesome. so much fun to watch. He's he's entertaining, too. Like, he's not just one of those fucking robots that yeah. is still, not fun to he's watch. He's so good golf. for golf. He really is. Um, and, and, and plus, I mean, he's an incredible follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Incredible follow. Mm-hmm. But... Nevertheless, uh, we got three more rounds at Southern Hills. Uh, There's nothing like a major weekend. It really isn't. It's really fun. And also, just cherry on top, for me at least, this is a major championship without Bryson DeChambeau. Um, I love I said that. it in the group chat yesterday. I love the fact that I don't have to deal with his big fucking meathead ass. I head. think he is really good for the sport. I do too, but I hate him. Me too. Almost I can't more stand than him. anything. But I think he's really good for the sport, and I actually think it's better when he is playing a major champion. Look, I'm not going to say I disagree with you, but quite frankly, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah. want yeah. to ever see him play golf again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's gonna though. And he's gonna come back with a vengeance. He's going to, but I don't want to see it. I think that's what's also crazy is I hate him, and he's really good. Yeah, he yeah. is really good, and he's incredibly good for the game of golf. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I do not like, want to see him like play Brooks Kepka does not move the needle. I think he did. He does not. He did move a couple the years ago when he was like contending in every major he played yeah. in. 
But not anymore. But I mean, he's he's had Bryson so many injuries back to back, and he just can't stay healthy. He hasn't really played particularly well in the tournaments that he has played in. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. And I mean, anytime somebody can drive a ball 380 yards, like obviously people are going to tune in to see that. Mm-hmm. But just from a principle standpoint, yeah. I fucking hate Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. I mean, me too. I don't like him. Okay, glad we're on the same page. Yeah, I don't like him. Anything else on golf, Scoot? No, I love golf. I'm playing golf tomorrow night. Um, Where are you playing? Geneva Farms. Okay. Um, I, hope only... go, I hope you go low. Oh, me too, man. I've been really struggling. It's been really bad. Um, I think I've been not... This might sound weird. Okay. I was told by someone, I will not name names, I'm really mad at this person, he said that I need to slow my swing down because it's a game more control. Sure. And I've tried that, and it's I think it's really screwed me up because I swing my club hard. Like, I, I just swing really hard. Yeah, you whip that hoe. And I think it's just screwed me up. And at the back end of my round with Georgie last two weeks ago, I just went back to swinging really hard on the last, like, three or four holes, and I started making really good contact, went to the range last weekend, did the same thing, was just making really good contact. So I'm cautiously optimistic about it tomorrow night. I'm going to be out there by myself. Need a nice little mental getaway tomorrow night. Sure. It'll be nice. A little twilight golf. It'll feel great. Twilight golf, when the weather is nice, is the best. And thing it's going to be nice. It it's going to be like it's going to be like 80 degrees. Sun's going to be setting. It's one. I've checked a tee time. I'm the only guy going that, out. That truly is my favorite time to play It's golf. remarkable. When, so when the sun's going down, you got nice weather out there. Not too hot. Not yeah. chilly. I'm excited. So I'm, I'm excited to get out and hopefully figure out my swing. I'm really not trying to keep score. Really, just trying to find my swing, and then I'm playing. Just hit again. a couple good shots. Playing again the next morning, first tee time out. Depending God on bless. how I good Friday, depending on how okay. I do tomorrow. All right, that's fair. If I don't do well tomorrow, I'm staying home. If I play well, I'm back. There you go. I'll let uh, I'll log on to the uh, the Wave Podcast Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep us updated. Yeah, why don't now. you do that? You give us uh, give us a check in. You want to do it every every hole, every couple holes, every three holes. Okay, that's fine. You whatever feels good for you. Yeah. Just yeah. give, us, give us a little bit of a check. But yeah, it'll be a good weekend. We got Harry Styles coming out with a new album, which I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm a little, I said to my buddy today, actually, we were talking about it, and he was like, but dude, like, you are the Fine Line album. I'm like, I am. That is my life. Like, that is my vibe. It's everything I think music should be. I cannot wait for this album. I'm so... Just for reference, Scott has been talking about this album I for am so weeks, if not months. No, since, well, yeah, I went through the, the, I showed, right before we started this episode, I showed Dante this picture of the fine line era of Which Harry legitimately Styles. blew my mind. The amount of awards the that The amount fine of line awards won. that that album won is great. It's, it is an remarkable, get past the Harry Styles One Direction weird. And ad- admittedly, I'm not a huge Harry Styles guy. Like, he he makes good music. He's a he's a really cool dude, but it's just you know the music that he makes isn't particularly for me. Mm-hmm. I like some of his songs, but there are some of his songs that I don't particularly yeah. care for. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just not I'm indifferent about Harry Styles. All right, sure, but sure. that you know I, I'm I certainly going to listen to this album. I cannot wait for tomorrow. I got to go through the whole day of work tomorrow. I leave an hour early. I got to make sure I don't. The big part I'm trying to listen to it for the first time when I'm on the golf course. I'm really trying. It'll it'll be the car rides that I'll really need to refrain myself. That's going to be the toughest. That part. will be especially going to the course. Yes, that will be. Yeah, because your your energy is going to be so high. I got a nice weekend. Your vibes up. are going to mm-hmm. be great. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to need like going into work Friday. You want I I just got to put on either 
Spit and Chicklets, which, by the way, great podcast. I love them. Shout out. Or I need to just put on some different stuff. I may even listen to the Fine Line album. But, yeah, tomorrow, big day. Tomorrow's a great day. I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, what you do? What are you doing this weekend? So this weekend, like I, mentioned, weekend. like I mentioned last week, uh, going to Preakness on Saturday. Very exciting. I am very passionate about the Preakness, not only because it's uh, it's a great time uh, as a you know young, early, mid-20s person, um, but the amount of draw and the amount of uh, eyes that it puts on the city of Baltimore, mm-hmm. I love that. Just because I love it's the city of Baltimore, it's, cool. it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's fun to be a part of. It's it's a very like different atmosphere than just Norm- having like a yeah. Ravens game mm-hmm. or you know a concert or like the CAA basketball tournament, which was really cool a couple months ago. Yeah, it, it's just something different, but it's so historic because it's been here for so long. I I love everything about it. I'll be in the infield, so if any any of y'all are going to the infield, uh, feel free to 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 holler at me if you see me. Say what up. Um, and then Sunday I'll be recovering from the Preakness. <laughs> we may be doing an episode on that's right. Sunday. That's but right. Not on so this one, though. Appreci- appreciate you bringing that up. So this weekend we will be uh, recording our Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness review with Captain Coffee himself, Mark Bradley. Oh God. Um, with Mark on, we'll 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 talk about some more stuff with him, what he's got going on, his coffee that is delicious. This and man you has try. great coffee, but some of the worst movie takes I've ever heard. He does have some pretty dog Mark, shit movie I takes. love you to death. You're a wonderful we'll get brother. Into it. We'll get I into it with you. Mark, though. We will get into it with Mark. You guys will hear it all. A lot of yelling, Hopefully I next imagine. week. I, we're going to run that next week. Yeah. We'll be um, having that up. Mm-hmm. And then on either... No, not oh, next week. Sorry, yeah, the following big week. Next week, the following episode. Oh. So this is episode five. On episode seven, we will run our Top Gun Maverick review. Oh, and I was just thinking, um, Kenobi and like, Kenobi. We should. Yeah. We're gonna have a big TV big movie. Week. Big pod week next, next week. Next and Strange. You don't watch Strange Things. I don't watch Strange Things. I, I promise hey, you that I would try it. Hey, I promise you that I would give it a shot. Have you watched We Own This City yet? I'm not On caught HBO. up. I'm not caught Wowzer. up. Wowzer. The Believe last me. two, Believe so the me, first episode's real good. First episode's real good. Two and three are decent. So no, two is meh. It was actually not very good. I was like, mm, this is. I hope this isn't what it. And then the last three episodes have just been. I know. I gotta get wow. Caught. I've been. I've been. John, so, whatever. However, you pronounce his last Bernthal. name. Bernthal. Bernthal. Big. I'm a big John Bernthal. Fan. I have a crazy story to tell you about him later. Believe me, I, I know. Um, um, it's it's nuts. I it's love John Bernthal. Uh, I I love the show The Wire. Scott hasn't watched it yet, but uh, I believe me, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I've been super busy with with the gym and work this week that I haven't gotten around to catching up to it, but I will. Um, I'll, I'll I'll be caught up by the next episode we record, and we could we could talk oh. about that along with Kenobi yeah. and Top Gun too. How about I think that? We should do some Kenobi predictions. We can do that on next week's pod. All right. Yeah. So there's a tease for you guys next week. Oh. Last thing I want to say, shout out to my boy Bobby Santoni. He's dropping his remix of the Jason Derulo song Other Side. He leaked it to me the other day. I got the exclusive and it bangs. That's all you guys got to know. Go stream it on SoundCloud bangs. at Bobby Santoni. B O B B Y S A N T O N I on SoundCloud. And Scott, final thoughts. Not much, dude. Let's have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully, I play some good golf and Harry Styles puts me to sleep. Go low tomorrow. Shout out to Harry Styles. Shout out to Skis. Also releasing a song with Mike tomorrow. Mm. The People's Champ. The People's Champ. Everybody else, stay safe. Stay hydrated. Keep going. Bye-bye. Cheers. 